Today we're diving into a topic that's close to all of our hearts, and that is making curriculum choices cost effective. Now listen, before you think that this is all about pinching pennies, I want to assure you that it's not. It's truly about investing wisely in your child's education and making sure that every dollar you spend is a dollar well spent. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to be savvy without skimping on your quality and how to make choices that not only will fit your budget, but also enrich your child's learning experience. So if you ever felt that twinge of buyer's remorse after you purchased a curriculum that didn't deliver, or if you're just looking to make the most of your educational investment, this episode is for you. So grab your favorite cup of something warm, find a cozy spot, and let's get into it. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by homeschooling? I don't know about you, but sometimes as a homeschooling mom, it feels like I have so much on my plate that I can hardly catch my breath. So if you've ever felt that way, then you're in the right place, because this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. I'm Inga Masick, certified life coach and a mental wellness advocate. With over three decades in education and over 10 years homeschooling, I'm right there in the trenches with you. In this podcast, we're going to dive into some actionable strategies that are not only going to help you manage your stress, but also help you to have more joy, freedom, and balance in your homeschooling journey. So if you're ready to go from simply striving to truly thriving, then let's breathe through homeschooling together. Are you ready? It's time to catch your breath. Welcome to another episode of the Catch Your Breath podcast. I am excited that you are here again. As you know, we are in our Curriculum Hunters series and we're talking about how do we choose curriculum and how what are some of the things that we need to think about as we are making wise choices on this hunt for curriculum. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how do we make our curriculum choices cost effective. And it's not about you know, being cheap or not being able to, or not wanting to spend the money on what's going to be the best for our children, because we are most definitely always going to do that. But we want to make sure that we are getting value for our money. And so we're going to be talking on about making smart financial choices and not cutting corners. And how can we do that so that at the end of the day, we feel like we have really invested in something of value that's going to help us with the outcomes that we want. But before we jump into this episode, I want to check in and see how you're doing. How's it been? How has homeschooling been going for you? When I ask those questions, I know it may feel a little weird because you think you can't hear me, but I want you to take a moment and reflect on that and think about that. How's it going for me? What things are going really well? What things do I feel like I need to change? What do I need to pivot? What do I need to keep on doing until I see outcome? Because sometimes we pivot quickly the moment we don't see anything. And sometimes we just need to stick with it a little longer. We need to give our children an opportunity to kind of get into that rhythm, to see how it works for ourselves, even to see how it works, to move out of that uncomfortable stage, that kind of awkward stage of I'm not sure what I'm doing into that that rhythm that says, okay, this is what we're doing. And so as I ask that question, it's for us to take that time to reflect. Um, I think of that for myself as well. (laughs) You know, how am I doing? Especially when things are not going well, I have to pause and ask myself why. What are the things? Today was a, a, a challenging day for us. 
And so I had to ask myself why. And part of it was kind of having that headache that I was kind of teeter-tottering on. The kids had a lot of energy and we didn't have PE today because I felt like we needed to catch up. And so I can look at some of those things and say, okay, are there things that I can be intentional about changing for tomorrow? Can I make sure that I get sleep so that I can get up earlier so that if I do have a headache, there are some things that I can do. I also have to make sure I'm looking and say, but what went well? And we had really good time during language arts. We had a, a great we had some great conversations around um, the Bible verse we were doing, and I've got to be able to make sure I'm balancing that. Jumping into this episode today, it's going to be a fairly short episode. I say that as I'm starting to record, and let's see if I <laughs> keep on talking. But I just want to walk you through how do we really make this whole curriculum thing cost effective? So it's not about us spending as little as possible, but about us really maximizing the value that we're going to get from our investment, because it is an investment. It's an investment that you're making in your child's education. And so that's why we, we, we're not afraid to, to spend the money that we need. And we spent, usually we spend a lot of money on curriculum, but we want to make sure that we're not wasting that money and that we're not disappointed, which is why we're now talking about the cost of it after we've already done the work of laying our foundation. So now when we come to the actual making the investment, I want us to consider three things that are going to be extremely important for us. And those, these are the three R's of our smart curriculum investment. We're going to look at number one, research, number two, reusing, and number three, being resourceful. When we think about research, we want to just look for curricula with a strong track record of user satisfaction. We want to see what are others saying about using this curriculum. We want to look at stars if they have stars to see what they're rating it but also we want to look at the words people are saying and if you know people around you that have used this curriculum then that is going to be even more helpful to actually have the conversations with them so that you can dig deep and ask definitely don't want you to spend hours reading reviews but i would say choose a number and look at the you know top maybe three or four positive reviews kind of the mid-range reviews and the low reviews I think it's important to look at the low reviews so that you can see what people are saying about it, but you're looking at them through the lens of, are there any red flags around the things that are important to me? Are people saying that maybe the thing that's important to me is not here or that it's missing? And so that's what you're looking at to see that. Looking at, you know, even time, like how much time is it taking people to complete it? Are people truly getting to completion? Are they getting to the end of it? Or are they feeling that it's hard? How long is it taking them through the day to get through the lessons in it? We want to consider the longevity of the curriculum and ask ourselves, is it going to serve us for multiple years and serve our children for multiple years? And that's going to, we're going to look at that in terms of cost, because if we have to pay a huge amount for it, but it's something that we can use for all of our children, then that big investment in the very beginning is worth it. But if it's something where, you know, it's mostly non-consumables and you're spending a huge amount for that, and then each year you're going to have to pay that six or seven or $800 just to replenish all of that. That's something that we want to consider. Is there a different way that we can use that? Or is that truly the curriculum for us? We also want to research if there are additional costs, like if, are there any supplementary materials? And a lot of times that has to do with 
science, but sometimes it can do with math. Like, is there a manipulative kit that I need to get? Or it can even be with reading. Do I need to get readers? Do I need to get chapter books? What are some of those other things? And that's what we're going to put into our price as we're doing the research to figure out, okay, how much is this actually going to cost me each in the initial investment and then year after year? Will I need additional support that I have to pay for? So in the math curriculum that we're using right now, we have the math curriculum that we've purchased, but we also are paying a yearly subscription to be a part of someone else's group that is then teaching the lesson and giving the support and kind of doing the grading and all of that. So you want to take that in consideration as you're thinking about the cost. The next R is going to be reuse. As you're thinking about your curriculum choices, look for curricula that can be adapted for the different ages or the different learning. And as I said, we're going to talk about customizing curriculum, but it'll be key for us to think about as we look at the curriculum that we're, buy we're buying and we're purchasing it for this year, is it something that we're going to be able to customize to use for years to come? Also, if we're like, this is, I don't want to get stuck into, this is the thing I have to use for all of my children. If it's not going to work for all of my children, we want to consider the resale value. Because if we are able to sell it and get back some of the money, then we can take that to use for other things. And some curriculum sells better than other curriculum. And so it's easy for us to look at this and say, okay, this is something that I know I'm going to be able to get a good amount back. And as you're then purchasing the way you use it through the year means that you care for it in a way that says we're going to be reselling this because I know I'm probably just going to use this for the one year. And even if you don't know, you are able to if you have to. And then finally, we want to look at maybe the digital formats. So these are curriculum that have choices where they've got a digital copy and online copy that you can use it on different devices. You can have you know, maybe print it out for multiple children. You can make copies of what you need, but you don't have to make copies of the other things and that's going to save you money. Some people do not like that. I know in some cases, sometimes I, I don't love if it's all digital, even though I may really like a curriculum because that means now I've got to print it out and I've got to still use ink and paper and binders and just like the whole nine. So, <laughs> but looking at that to say, can I use it on the screen? And can I pick and choose the, the pages that I want to? And does that make sense for me? And then the final R is going to be your resourcefulness. When we look for where do we find curriculum that may be in really great condition, but is not the brand new price, we want to look at places like eBay or any sort of specialized curriculum sites. And I'll try to make sure I include that in the, the, the show notes. We want to look for if there's any families around that might have outgrown their curriculum. Do you have a used curriculum store? We have the homeschool room here in South Carolina. So do you have something like that where you can go to to get that? They do resales, things like that. Can you look at thrift stores? Sometimes thrift stores do have some of the workbooks, um, even some of the textbooks. I've actually found some of the textbooks that I've needed. So being able to just look for those places. You may also, this is one that's kind of, I thought about it, I don't know that I've ever done it, but maybe consider pulling your resources with friends or families for subjects or materials that can be easily shared so that you're maybe even doing, and that could turn into just something you're doing together where, you know, you're pulling together and splitting the cost of it and then teaching it together or kind of coming in once it, once 
a week, twice a week to do it. And so everybody's kind of just paying some of it and it's being housed in one place. That's an option, something to think about. And then finally, utilizing thrift stores and used book rooms for the materials that we've, I've already said that part, but just really looking outside of the box from like that manufacturer. Um, sometimes Christian books will have it at a sale that they're having. Rainbow Resources will have a sale. Sometimes you can even look at um, earlier editions and get a better price and still get the same level. They might've just updated some very minor things, but they might be selling out all of that edition and that's something that you can do. As I said before, we are not doing this because we want to be cheap with our children's education because we know that we're going to spend the money that we need to ensure that they get the education that they deserve. But we want to make sure that this is a cost-effective process, especially if you're doing it for more than one child. You just want to make sure you're looking at how do I do this so that I'm getting value? Because one of the things that I know hurts is when you've spent a huge amount of money on curriculum and it is sitting on your shelf not being used right here it's happened more than one time and so I'm saying this from experience because I know it doesn't feel good and nobody likes to waste money no matter how much money you have so that is something we want to consider as we're doing this some questions to ask ourselves is what's the long-term value of this investment remember it's an investment are there additional costs that will make this less cost effective in the long run and is there a trial period to assess the curriculum's fit with my family's needs is there somewhere or someone that i can go get my hands on this see it feel it and even try it you definitely can get your hands on it at homeschool conferences you can get your hands on it if you know any friends who are teaching it but if you can even borrow to teach for a week or to just to try it out and see what it feels like to plan, that is even more beneficial. So that's why having a co-op, a community, something, your people who you can ask around and see is always great. But don't get discouraged if you don't have it because there are workarounds around that. Finally, allocate some funds, not just for the curriculum, but also for any of the enriching enriching or educational experiences that are going to help this to be better, like the field trips or any of the specialized courses. So remember, number one, you don't have to teach all the subjects yourself. If you can, budget for those subjects that you just absolutely do not want to teach, budget for that. You can get the curriculum and then still have somebody else teach it. They might do it online. They might do it in a co-op. They might do it somewhere else. So always keep that in mind and put that as a part of your budget when you're thinking about how much you're going to spend. I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that you were able to find some really key points in making some smart value-driven curriculum choices. And I hope that as you're thinking about how much you want to spend, that you're doing it through the lens of a foundation that you've built in your blueprint. If you have not built a blueprint and you feel like, what is that? Why is it necessary? And how can you help me? Reach out and let's do a discovery call so we can talk about what that looks like or join the community and ask there. Because I want you to be able to have a strong foundation as you're making all of these decisions. And I truly believe that when you craft your blueprint, around your family, you end up building a homeschool that you and your family love. I hope this was helpful. I cannot wait to have you join me again. On the next one, we're going to be talking about customizing the curriculum to make it uniquely yours, which is one of my favorite things. 
it's going to be another hopefully short episode because I want to make it really manageable and not have a lot of steps and a lot of things, but I hope you will join me for next time. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms who get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> well, <laughs> that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses under Understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.